I'm hitting record. Dan, can you just quickly check the uh, Facebook? I think it's fine. Oh, no, there it is. I see it. I see it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Very good. No, it's not. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Original okay. sound on, everybody. All original sounds on, on, everybody. The checklist. you got to laminate the checklist. Isn't that what they do, pilots do? Yes, they, they got do. a checklist with pilots laminated. And they, they do have laminated you checklists. Actually check, do you actually check the thing off when you do a checklist? Or do you just go down it? Do you mean like do you physically take a marker and check it off? That's what I mean. No. Okay. But what you do is confirm it. You say... Original sound on, and then the co-pilot says, "Check, check." Okay, Fred. Are you, How do you know? You would say things like, "Fred, are you ready to go?" Check, check, check this one. Check this one. It's too bad you didn't come out with that right away. We would have had like a little back and forth bit, one of those cool radio bits people do. <laughs> those, you know, old time radio things. Cool pilots doing that, eh? Hmm. Um, let's not screw around We got a lot of show to get to So why don't we have Dan Duran get right to the intro Fred, are you ready for that? Uh, let's get her done Let's get her done This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world From our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio Featuring flooding in Toronto And from our well-equipped Vero Beach Beach studio in Florida And from Lisa's dining room table in Peterborough Next to a Christmas tree And is brought to you by The Retirement Sherpa The Chambers Plan Boron One EVNet.ca Palma Pasta Modog And Kelsey's And now here are two men Who want to show off their tans At all the Christmas parties this season Are you jealous yet? It's Humble and Fred And thank you Dan Duran Uh, The matrimonial home looks very festive there Ah, thank you. Yeah, uh, has uh, I don't I don't want to get personal, but has Lisa has Lisa made you sign a prenup yet before you get too far on the? <laughs> That's right. She's like, listen, I don't know, I don't know what shenanigans you've been been up to, but I'm going to need you to sign I'm this. Eyeing her riches. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So true. Yeah. So, uh, Vero Beach Boy, it's kind of weird because we, we signed on this morning. I was thinking, okay, so the last time we did a show, I was away, you were home, and now right. I'm home, you're away. And mm-hmm. uh, soon, to, well, you, you're flying uh, back to Toronto today. Yeah, later on uh, tonight okay. is the plan. Mm-hmm. And then finally tomorrow, we'll all be in the same location once right. again. No, it'll be great. Yeah. Be wonderful to be back. You know, for a few weeks for the Christmas season, uh, you know, Dan looks like he's all set there with the tree and what have you. We haven't done anything at the home yet with the Christmas tree and the lights. What about you, Howard? Well, very good question. Thanks for asking. I was actually thinking about that this morning because my kids have already started to make plans for being at dad's during the holiday season. And uh, the thing is, you, dad meant dad, 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 <laughs> dad, I, and dad, yeah. dad, who I sometimes call dad. Because um, of my age. Yeah. I, old dad, dad just mentioned uh, the flood. And I got home Saturday night about eight o'clock here in the house. And uh, obviously the first thing I did is I went downstairs and I checked out the uh, damage and the remediation and whatever. And, 
everything is pretty good down there. I'll talk about the dead meat here in a second, but but to your <laughs> oh no oh yeah, but to your question, all my Christmas decorations are packed away in the very back there. And what they did is they took everything from the humble and Fred office and they just shoved it back into the storage area. And uh, I don't know. I'm, it's going to be tough to get to the Christmas, this, the couple of boxes that we have, but we're going to have something up here uh, for the, uh, the season. No, what, what you, would you, what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What would your Christmas? What would your Christmas decorations be like? A nativity scene, and I do the whole thing. I dress you know. up as uh, Joseph, as you know, mm-hmm. and Stan is the baby Jesus. <laughs> and um, the children, uh, you know, they uh, dress up uh, in all sorts of festive costumes. No, I have a fake Christmas tree. And I have decorations that we've used for years. I have the uh, Star of David paper plate that I put on top of my Christmas tree. I throw out some lights, some tinsel. Why, the, kids, the kids made the paper plate thing yeah. to the top of the tree? Yeah, oh. years ago. You know, I still hang stuff on our tree downstairs that the kid, kids made when they were, uh, or when the kids made when they were, you know, really young. And one is a paper plate with macaroni glued to it, and mm-hmm. it's falling apart, but something special about it so years ago we had this paper yeah. plates these these hanukkah paper plates and uh one of the kids stapled it together so that the bottom's open and then the, that's sort of the tree topper here and the glant dan you've dad dad you've seen it <laughs> have seen it yeah <laughs> oh dad seen it put, what what's the cap that yarmulke yarmulke yes the yarmulke on the tree at one point sure that on the top? um yeah. mm-hmm. i also had like an old arnold palmer like somebody had given me a little Arnold Palmer uh, treat. I have the same decorations, just, just like everybody else. Do you have a Star of Danny? One of those two? Mm. <laughs> yes. I have a Star of Danny. I have a Star of David. Mm. And, um, yes. I have a Star of Donald. <laughs> Don't be silly, my friend. You know, the Star of David is the universal uh, symbol for Jews. Hey, speaking of Jews, you know. All this anti-Semitism has made me nostalgic for the old school anti-Semitism. You know, you know what I'm talking about when people would just say like, hey, you know, cheap Jews and, you know, uh, Jew them down. You know, those old fun anti, you know, in the old days when just regular anti-Semitism. And, uh, the little songs like Jewy Jewy on the fence. Exactly. Jewy Jewy. Yeah. You know, call yeah. it. Hey, kike yeah. nose. Big nose kike. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the old days before they wanted yeah. us, before they wanted us wiped off the face of the earth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came across a joke I thought you guys would like, and this is an old school uh, anti-Semitic joke. Are you ready? What did the uh, Jewish pedophile say? Hey, kids, you want to buy some candy? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you get it, Dan? Hey kids, I get it because of the sale the selling. Hey kids, you want to buy some yeah. candy? Yeah. Hey kids, you want to help me pay for the rental on this van? These vans aren't cheap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's some old school anti-Semitism for you. Yeah, when yeah. when are we gonna just be able to get back to that, Howard? <laughs> um, you know, I do. I miss the old days. Get yeah. you back to your comfort zone. That's you know? right. This is crazy. <laughs> that uh, I'm sure you saw the uh, 
the new the reports last week out of what University of Pennsylvania and was it was it Harvard Harvard Pennsylvania and um, MIT and MIT the the presidents oh yeah I saw that not not being able to bring themselves to say what the students were doing wrong two of them I think have lost their jobs over it well they should have yeah, of course uh-huh. they should have. You know, my but older brother watching them, me. watching them uh, squirm in their seats when they just did not want to say. I was going to say, my older brother David. I just warned me, but actually, that's not true. He, he had this discussion with me a year ago about um, being, you know, sort of the, the, the rise of wokeism, and I was sort of surprised. And I said this to him at the time. I said, "You know, I'm surprised an old hippie like you from the '60s, the whole, you know, free speech and you know, uh, movement of uh, power to the people." But what he was talking about was this: where you're so woke that you, it, it, bec- it as I said to you a couple weeks ago, it's like it's like it starts to eat itself. And that was a great example of those three presidents of these Ivy League institutions could not bring themselves to denounce a genocide against the Jew- the Jewish people because they were talking about it somehow it had to be in context or whatever it was it was all just nonsense but that's the uh, that's the world of woke that we live in well they were trying to hang it on you know you're free to have an opinion but they would not go as far as to say that opinion was offside they, they, they wouldn't say the opinion was hate speech. Yes. It was just very, very peculiar. Very peculiar. Yeah, we're living in a strange time. I'd say. Uh, but let's get back to more pleasant things. Dan's got a tree. Dan, you, uh, now are, your, are, your, are you full-time at the Lisa House of Lisa? Is that, is that now official? Uh, well, for the winter, I guess I'm here. Yeah. I mean. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Do you have like yeah. a just a winter only live together thing? Or you, I mean, I'm curious. Is your stuff over there? Have you brought your Dan Duran decorations and things? No, they they're packed in a storage unit somewhere. Which uh, it's it's so far in the back. I don't know if I'll ever see it again unless I uh, get rid of all my belongings or Howard, find a new storage unit. Howard Dan's at the stage of his life. If you know where he has seasonal homes, mm. he has the summer home there at the lake. He has the winter home that he sits in now. Right. So, you know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like to stay in one spot. Each season, he likes a new area. And that would, that's great. It comes with retirement, does it not? Absolutely. You guys are doing that. Too, oh, right? for sure. I uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm only back in Canada for five weeks. And um, although I was going to say it is, it is great being back. I, you know, it's been your own, you know, having your own stuff around you and, you know, familiar things. Although this flood is definitely going to be something that I'm going to be dealing with because I don't know when they're going to come back and put the uh, the drywall on. And I, I told Dan this, uh, Fred, I haven't shared it with you. So what happened is in the Humble and Fred offices, we had water and they've taken the carpet and taken some of the drywall away and they were uh, drying it with these industrial fans to make sure there was no mold, which is great. Mm-hmm. So I sent you guys those pictures of the fans in the office and everything was fine. And I came into the house on Saturday night. I go downstairs and we had an office fridge that we brought from our old location. And I open up the freezer and all the meat that was in there has gone bad. And it smells like, I guess what I imagine a corpse smells like. Oh, yeah. And I guess what happened, I've talked to this, I've consulted my uh, my contractor, Dad, 
uh, Dan Duran. <laughs> yeah. And Dan and I, what, what's happened is something has short-circuited a bunch of the plugs and some of the lights in the basement. So there's a circuit that's down that's totally fried. So what happened is that Fred shut off some weeks ago. So I'm now going to dispose of this rotting meat today when it's... Uh, and I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm putting it in the organic bin. I'm obviously going to put it in a garbage bag, a couple of them. But I don't know if I'll ever get that smell out of the freezer. Okay, Howard, I've got uh, the remedy because I have lived this. It was several years ago, and this was uh, my situation. I had a freezer, like a chest freezer. It was in the laundry room at my previous home, and somehow it got unplugged. I think I unplugged it to plug an iron in or something and didn't plug it back in. It was full of chicken, some beef, and what have you. And uh, a few days later, I went into the room. And I thought, I smell something weird. What's that? I just, it's wrong. And then my nose took me over to the freezer and I opened the lid and I almost fell over. Mm -hmm. It was just horrid. Everything had rotted. And at the bottom, there was all this like blood and juice. And it was just, it was horrific. Were there maggots and things? No, not. Didn't go that far. Not, not that far. But I'll tell you, just by chance, the phone rang and it was Fred Ball. And he was phoning me for something else. And I told him what happened. He said, well, here's what you do. He said, plug the freezer back in. Let it all freeze. And then I'll come over and we'll carry it out. Take it to the end of your driveway. And we'll take the big chunk of smelly ice out. And that's exactly what we did. So, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to tell you. I actually was, was going to say this to you the other day, Dan. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just plug it back in? when I can get an extension cord upstairs. That's what to do. But it hasn't. Sense. But it hasn't gotten all bloody yet. It's just the smell of it. So you think I should still like put it back, let let it freeze again for a few days? Yeah, and then the the smell will go down. You could just grab it with gloves if you want and just throw it out. It's not, it here's worked. the thing, Freddie. It's not that much. There's only like mm-hmm. four or five pieces of whatever roast beef and some ribs I had in there. You yeah. don't think I should just put some gloves on, get it in a garbage bag, and get it out of well, there? Sure, it's not that much. But what I was dealing with was huge, and I had about a half an inch of blood and everything ah. at the bottom of this freezer. Okay, and the blood stunk more than the meat. But Ball had that idea, so I just plugged it in, and the next day he came over and we carried it out. It wasn't that big a freezer, and then just tipped it over, and the big hunk of ice came out. And then Howard, for the smell. Go and buy some cheap ground coffee, take yes. the top off it, and just shove it in there. And all the rubber sort of caulking in the freezer will absorb the smell of the coffee and make the bad smell dissipate. All right. I like all that. And all that worked for me. You know, it's funny. But, you mentioned, but, 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 but what's but, up, Dad? That's a uh, freezer, a dedicated freezer. So you've got a fridge freezer. Yeah. Howard. So there's there's pathways from the freezer to the uh, compartment in the uh, in the fridge. So if you do that formula, then you're probably going to have to, uh, you know, make sure that the, the, the passageways in between sort of are free of, okay. you know, whatever you do. <laughs> And uh, and a lot of coffee. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with I, it's, I'm, it's it's ironic. It's funny. Maybe it's even interesting <laughs> because I actually had this idea. I thought, okay, is this crazy? Is it crazy? Should I just turn? Should I get a, an extension cord and try and freeze this stuff again? And I was going to mention that to you, Daniel. Freddie has also given me the coffee ground 
solution for something else. I can't remember what it was, but it worked. I know what it was. It was one of my bins had gotten something rotten in there, and I put coffee yeah. grounds in the bin. So I know that works. What do you prefer, Fred? Is it Folgers? I was going to say Folgers is what I bought. A big tin. Dad, I bought a big tin of Folgers. Yeah, just choice. Just something cheap. Yeah. Obviously. Like, you're not going to go and buy the top-notch Starbucks for that job. Well, Dad would, because he's such a coffee (laughs) snob. You know what it was? That's true. Oh, someone might see me in the store with Folgers. (laughs) I was going to say that. Dan would not want to risk somebody saying, oh, is that... uh, is that Dan Duran, coffee uh, connoisseur, uh, getting some Sanka? <laughs> Is he buying Sanka? Is that Dan Duran? Yeah. No, I would be seeing with Christmas blend from Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will say that's one thing that I haven't really been able to find in Mexico is a really good decaffeinated ground coffee i have have amazon uh, down there pardon me don't they have the amazon thing where they deliver stuff down there too yeah 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 i guess i could get some delivered oh dan he doesn't want solutions (laughs) (laughs) he wants to complain (laughs) i'm not complaining i'm just observing Oh, that's funny. I, uh, By the way, that's I'll, funny coming from the complaints department. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, uh, I really miss my Keurig down here because I've been using a drip. And I, it's my experience with a drip coffee maker. Unless you make a full pot, it's hard to get the right balance. Yeah. And even though I bought nice French roast Starbucks down here and everything, I still haven't had that nice cup of coffee that my Keurig provides. Well, I don't use a Keurig at home. I use a, a drip coffee, and I made some yesterday. I made some today. It's that kicking horse decaf that I like. Oh, yeah. Um, I did find a couple of different brands there in uh, Puerto Aventuras, but uh, it's not the same. Well, uh, when you go back down, take a few pounds with you. I was thinking of doing that. The other thing I, I had the kids bring me, it's going to sound strange, but I liked it. I missed it. Was, uh, and I couldn't find it anywhere, is sunflower seeds in a shell. Oh, like you can get now you can get every kind of, you know, bean and or nut and you can get sunflower seeds, but they're shelled. And so when I watch my golf or in this case, sometimes my football, the bills, I like to have spits. I like to. So I got the kids to bring me a couple nice bags of spits. I'll be bringing those back down with me. So just to recap here. So generally the flood damage dried out i guess so the the danger part of it is over and now it's just the rebuild is that the thing yes where they're they're sure that it's dry and there's no mold and then they're going to rebuild over the next but i don't period know of yeah. time yep that's it all the remediation has been done dan you'll see it when you're here on wednesday they did a great job they cut down a, a few feet of drywall the the floor is fine um did they, they pull put, up the carpet yeah all the car everything all the carpet's oh, gone yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second update would be, did you propose to Ulietta? Mm. <laughs> That's right. Did you? 
Yes, I did. I and we're to be wed in the spring in a spring <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> we're to be wed <laughs> on the oh, beach. That's right. Yeah, that's sunset. That's right. We're to be wed we're over there at sunrise. That's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> in a heart drawn on the sand. <laughs> yes, that no, the heart on the sand will be what our invitations are, Dad. <laughs> God, why don't you and? Why don't you and Dan do a double dong? Like, you know, <laughs> a double what? Get married. I'm not, no, I'm not double donging with Dan. Sorry. No, you both. With that, listen, lifetime friends get married on the sure. same day in the same location with oh, the same friends. Be fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. we should, Dan. I'll plan everything. <laughs> Fred Patterson. I, I wish you would. Exactly. No, Fred Patterson, double dong wedding planner. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah man. This will be our first dance dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, well, and if we do a double wedding, Dan, um, since uh, you were the best man at the first two marriages, yes. you could be the best man and I could be your best man at the same time concurrently. Um, it'd be wow, fantastic. the combinations and, and you know, the things that come out of this. And this if you came fantastic. to the, because we'd be doing it in Mexico, it would be a destination wedding. Right, which I like. Which yes. you like, obviously. Jeez, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to go to Dan's first wedding, but it was in Morocco. No, it was in no, Malta. Was in Malta. Oh, Malta. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my we all wanted to go. I got my exotic countries wrong. <laughs> you know, if you want to have, if you ever want to have, like, this, let's say you're with Lumby and you, there's a lull in the conversation. There wouldn't be, but let's say there was. <laughs> <laughs> with Lumbee, yeah. If you're ever with Lumbee and there's a lull and like you're waiting for the bill or you go, hey, what do you think about Dan getting married in Malta? And just, just sit back. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, was it where you uh, reluctant to leave Mexico? Because you'd been there for a while, but, you know, like now you wanted to get home. Was that the uh, thing? Or? You know, I wasn't reluctant. I was... Uh, I was ready, you know, I was there for six and a half weeks. When I go back, I'm going to be there for 10 weeks, which is a bit of a, it's a lot, you know, but I, you know, the thing about being there is now the number of times I have, excuse me, um, you get into the rhythm of it, you know, I, uh, you know, I spend, I've figured out a way to get through the days and and spend time there. And then, you know, you sort of take it a little bit easy in the afternoon because it's punishing. And you got a and, bit of uh, a community there by now, right? A little bit of a community, people that I know, some people outside of me. Plus, when I go back, my brother will be back from Australia and his trip to uh, that side of the world. Which, I don't know, do you guys, are we, are we going to have to do that before we die? Go to Australia? And New Zealand and such. Are we going to, do you have any desire to go, Fred? I did, but it's waning. I don't know why. Um... I was reading an article yesterday about uh, the longest flight from YYZ, and it's uh, in the Philippines. Like you can't, you can't fly any farther from Toronto than this place without starting to come home. You know what I mean? You following mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it was like 22 hour flight, like a direct flight. Yeah, and it was like, wow! I just. 
a law went through my mind. I thought, I don't know if I could endure that because it was recommending you get business class or first class, but a flight like that, you know, I don't have Fred Ball money. He spent like $13,000 to go to Singapore last year. So again, I'm not Fred Ball. And then, you know, cramped in one of those seats. I, I, I don't know. And then it's frame of mind. You think, okay, but where I'm going, just suck it up and deal with it for a day. And then you're there. Or, it, or you- I don't, I don't find it that attractive. Well, you know, some of the pictures I've seen from David and Ruth and uh, hearing some of their adventures they've been on, I started to think about Australia. Dan, have you ever been there? Uh, I've been to the airport. I've been to New Zealand, which is stunning. Uh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You've been to the airport. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, on the way back... From New Zealand, there was a there was an airline issue with a strike or something in Air Canada. Oh, so you have been to that side of the world. You've been to New Zealand, yeah, which yeah. apparently that is amazing. was the longest flight I took from okay. there to Los Angeles and then Los Angeles to Toronto. That was a but back to about you said Freddie's sucking it up for the day. The thing is, Fred Ball isn't any different than like my brother and other people that I've known that have done this, which is a once in a lifetime trip. You go into the giant Fred Patterson bank account and you suck it up for, you know, 10 or 12 grand each so that you can have an amazing experience. That will be the only time you'll ever do that in your life. Because I'll tell you what, if I'm going to do that trip, I'm not going to be staying 16 hours in a regular seat. No, the other way to do it in retirement when you have the time is hop your way there right yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna say that so go here stay for a few days go there stay for a few days that way which would be a pretty cool way of doing it yeah but the thing is like david like you you can fly to san francisco is what they did and then it's 16 hours from san francisco my point is for a trip like that i know it's fun to talk about how much money ball has but a lot of people it's their once in a lifetime thing and they take they, you know they go business class or they you know they that's part of the expense of going to the other side of the world is you want to be comfortable especially at our age yeah another thing is i'm i don't find regular planes that uncomfortable like yeah 16 like 18 people. hours would be oh, a no, big no, difference no i i i get it but you know when people complain generally about airplane seats it you know, my legs aren't long and I'm not obese and on and on. So <laughs> depends of your situation, right? I, I get really uncomfortable. And, yeah, me too. That just it drives me nuts. But I suck it up all the time, all the time, sucking it up. Did you find that in the upper classes as well, like business and that or Dan? Uh, no, because I flew first class once uh, and that that was uh, pretty special. That's yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That, Amazing. That, that way to go. And with the new cab, have you seen all the, the new uh, like Emirates and those those crazy yeah. airlines with you, you get know, your own apartment showers in them? Yeah, and, yeah. See, th- that's that would be too much. Like once you're starting to spend twenty grand, but to go to Australia once in a lifetime trip, you know, if it was some number of thousands of dollars to be in business class for the experience, because I know David and Ruth went in in business class and he said it was you know way way worth it i don't know what the price was but it was worth it well penelope cruz apparently she flies emirates now and has her own room and own Mm -hmm. shower and stuff like that that's nothing to her right 20 30 grand but it would be pretty cool oh we're landing in an hour i think i'll have a shower Mm -hmm. that'd be all right but as far as the impetus that's what i was asking you guys about like is i'm not that motivated I mean, I don't know. That's why I asked you the way I did. Are we supposed to go there? Do we have to go to Australia and New Zealand? Is that 
Like, I don't know that personally at this age, I'm not that interested yet, but maybe when you get down to it, like in your late sixties, early seventies, you think, okay, well, I really don't have that many great traveling years yet left. Should I go and do that? To me, I'd rather, I'd rather go to Asia to tell you the truth. I guess you got to make a list and prioritize the places. I mean, Australia is one of those places. It'd be yeah. kind of cool to, because of all the, the animals and the topography of, the, of that place is so unique. You'd think that that'd be a place you should go to. See a kangaroo or two in the wild, right? Mm, I guess. Yeah. No, the same Boward, like Thailand, all that stuff intrigues me. Vietnam, I've heard fantastic things about. So it gets back to maybe doing it all at once blocking off a couple of months and just getting her all done while you're in that area maybe that's the trip before maybe that's the big live on a cruise ship that's the big bucket list trip yeah i'm sorry live on a cruise ship only if i was sentenced to live on a cruise ship (laughs) (laughs) mr glassman we're sentencing you to live on a cruise ship for a year well you've read those stories that some elderly people it's actually cheaper for them to live on a cruise ship than own a home and <clears throat> pay for everything no a doctor on board yeah oh yeah um dan so for our destination wedding our double dong wedding <laughs> you and i will be dressed as mariachis right our uh our lady friends in traditional mexican uh attire Right. <laughs> Fred will be uh, brought in on a burro. He'll be riding into the ceremony on a donkey. Right. Oh, yeah. Can we have tubas, too? Make sure there's oh, tubas. Of course, Dan. Yeah. Of course. With the mariachi. This is from an album, uh, 30 Songs for a Perfect Mexican Wedding. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Sombreros? Can we have sombreros? Dude, I just told you. We're going to be dressed like mariachis. So we got the sombreros. We got the little mini... Jackets they wear. It's going to be something else. Right. Hey, speaking oh, of, uh, pardon me? Just a couple of guys in love. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, festivals and fiestas, uh, today is Monday. We're recording this program on the 11th of December. On As of Wednesday, we have to uh, stop accepting invitations, invitaciones, for the Humble and Fred gift of the Navidad at Kelsey's one week from Wednesday. We're pretty much at capacity now. So, you know, there's always the people that say they will come and don't come. I don't know about our audience. I have a feeling like the people that have entered are probably going to come. Do you know what I mean? So you're thinking about overbooking a little bit? What do you think, Freddie? Oh, yeah. I think we should. Oh, I no. Don't think I mean, you know, if a few extra people show up, that's better than the other way. I no, no, say. for sure. But I meant, I mean, I, I think our audience, if you've, if the, the people that have expressed interest will are, be there, will be yes. there. Yes. But having said that, and I'm totally cool if there's a few extra. So by Wednesday, if you haven't got your entry in, postmarked Wednesday the 13th. We're probably going to have to say no. Um, so it's Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. You don't need to write us a letter. Just send the uh, subject line, Kelsey's Christmas, something to do with that. Or, at this point, Mexican wedding would be fine as well. We'll accept. <laughs> we, we will accept 
Double dong Mexican wedding. <laughs> and for those out there who are thinking maybe they should have received a response by now, if if you have sent us an email prior to this moment, consider yourself in. Yeah. I and, think it's safe to say that. And prior to, like, if you get in by Wednesday, consider yourself in. Yeah. Although a few people have gotten nervous because uh, I've gotten a few. Well, that's double what inches. I was yeah. referring to. Yeah. yeah, and I've and I've followed up with them saying, "Listen, you're you're in," but um, yeah. To, oh, look at this, Lori Love just sent us an email. Kelsey's Lori, you're in. Look at Lori Love, sweet angel. Yeah, her, her and Darren told me they were coming. Can't wait. And um, yeah, we're going to do our little uh, walkthrough on Thursday. Everyone's going to be there. All the the big humble and Fred staff. And um, but yeah, basically, you have until Wednesday midnight. Subject line: Christmas at Kelsey's. Well, Mexican wedding. Anything we'll accept, or uh, anything like that, we'll accept. By the way, our walkthrough on Thursday does that include lunch? <laughs> I hope so. What is it we had the last time? It was good. It was so good. I mean, here I sit. I can't remember, but it was very good. I think I had the buffalo chicken sandwich. And I think you did, too. I don't know. I don't know. It was good. It was exceptional. (laughs) Okay. Listen, we couldn't remember that we had Morgan Wallen on our show. Eh. I give us a pass on that. <laughs> you expect. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't remember what you ate at Kelsey's the one time we were there together last year. You remember what footwear I wore, though? I do. What were you wearing? I was wearing those plastic uh, <laughs> shoes of mine. I don't remember. Well, you we got outside and you looked down and you. Well, okay. I, 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 here's the thing about that day. I walked in in those shoes with jeans, very comfortable. And I noticed you looked down at them a couple of times. <laughs> and then a little while later, I look at you and you're looking at my shoes again. But it wasn't until after the event we were in the parking lot that you sort of confronted me on the shoes. I don't remember. Basically said, what's that all about? <laughs> um, and then I explained yeah. to you that my wife, it was just another thing that my wife had bought me that I really like. And if she buys the buys it for me, I know that it's fashionably acceptable. Okay, great. Why don't you wear them this? Uh, why don't you wear them to the Christmas party? Then? I've been waiting now. It's been about a year to see you show up in a pair. You know what? Do me a favor. Take a picture of them. I'll order them on Amazon, and we'll both wear them. Dan, get your plastic shoes too. I haven't. Uh, doll, I haven't invested in plastic shoes. Yeah, doll, what's doll. the name of those shoes, doll? Oh, what's the, uh, the 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 name of those shoes? Spearies. Mm. Yep, Spearies. Just don't get the same color as me, Howard. Oh yeah, where like Spearie topsiders, kind of like. Top-siders. No, they're actually plastic shoes, oh, almost okay. like a right. uh, like a like a child's yeah. toy. Don't go co- too close to a fire. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's great. I'm sorry to remember them. Because they sound fun. Speaking um, of um, walking in a fire, remember years ago we got those Terra Wild Cider? Oh, boots? yeah. Those were great. And then, I, well, the first day, well, probably the first week I had mine, I wore them up to the trailer, and Darren happened to be there. And he looked at them, and he said, oh, those look neat. Can I try them on? I said, yeah. He tries them on, he steps in the fire. Why did he do that? I don't know. I still don't know to this day. <laughs> 
Well, he's across and the then, hall. Why don't you ask him? And then it melted, and part of the sole, a big hunk of the sole fell out. So I had these brand new boot boots missing a hunk of the sole for the next 10 years that I wore them. I'm just curious. He, he Two things on that story. Yeah. By the way, Dan, I'm just, by the way, this music, Dan, I'm just seeing yeah. just for your approval for our wedding. Just in case any, any of this stuff, you should say, oh, I like that one. All right. Um, yeah. Send me the Spotify I'll list. send you the Spotify wedding list. No, there's two right. things about that story. Number one, a friend of yours said, hey, those are cool. Let me try them on. That's yes. weird. Like, right away, that's... Like, I saw your shoes there in Kelsey's. No part of me was like, hey, those look like a child's toy. <laughs> let, me, let me try those. Try them on. Let me try those on. Um, right. But the second part is, he tries your shoes on, steps in a fire, and to this moment, he's across the hall. You have never said to him, why did you step in the fire with my well, terrible wild stars? Well, I just never got a straight answer. Well, that's, that's I think, different. I think he owes you boots. Oh, I'd say. Yeah. He owes that's got to be... Pushing thirty years ago, doesn't it, Howard? Oh, easily, <laughs> easily. See, yeah. that's that's as confounding as to why Dan got married on the moon or wherever the fuck his wedding, <laughs> where his wedding was. Uh, we still haven't figured that out. Dan's got Dan's it's getting married. We got time. all excited. What's that? Is it spa? Yeah, he doesn't want to talk time. about it. You can always tell. And apparently, Dan Dan's, Dan's talk. wedding and. Dan's wedding in Malta, when you actually got there, you had to walk. <laughs> Here's Darren. It's true. Tell him. They were supposed to be fire retarded. They were marketed Not as retarded. A fire retarded. retarded. And I was sampling to see if it's true. Tell him what I said. You can't say retarded. retarded. They're not, not fire retarded. retarded. You're fire I retarded. Tell him. <laughs> tell him he's he said fire. You're fire retarded. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was part of the story. Oh, right. They're fire That was part of the story. I said, these are great boots. You know, part of it was my fault. And I said, oh, apparently, you know, they're fireproof and everything. <laughs> that was it. They're fire. Yeah, that is a big part of the story. <laughs> you fucking left that part out. I, I said, so the story oh, oh. is you had, you had new shoes or new boots. You said they were fire retardant. He tries mm-hmm. them on and steps in the fire and they were right. not completely retardant. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yes. All right. That was a moment. And and a, Dan's wedding, right? Dan in um, Malta. Malta, yeah. Once you, you... Didn't everybody have to walk like half a mile to the actual perfect spot for the wedding? Yeah. Mm. And four people broke their ankles on the way? Yeah, that the, was not true. Oh. But yes, it was. A, my mother... I didn't realize my mother had a sp- uh, fear of heights. Ah. And it, was, it was near a cliff. And so it was a so beautiful that's spot. Great. But I just uh, didn't quite realize that that was... So she she plowed through it oh. quite nervously. and uh, But she was happy with the whole... Here's some... Uh, like Fred, here's your some... son's wedding and suffering terror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, here's some Malta music. I don't know why. It says... Maybe this is from a, a Maltese wedding. I have no idea. What was your wedding song, Dan? Do you remember? No. Well, I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. It was some world music playlist. Like this. No, this, this, sounds, this sounds about right. Anyway, sounds this familiar, Dan? Hey, everybody. I'm getting married. Great. We can't wait to be there. Oh, yes. It's in Malta. Ooh, I'm sorry. I've got a two-year-old. I can't leave the country. <laughs> uh, anyway, All right. um, let's move on. Dan, will you uh, just Dan? It's a short turnaround today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll can you see what can I got. you can you come back in like twenty minutes? Yeah, I'll see what I can do. What do you mean? You're not sure? 
Well, I'll, I'll come back in 20 minutes regardless of whatever. Well, you have to up. do some news. That's what people are paying for. Yeah, I know. I'm looking for news now. Well, there's lots of news out there, my friend. Is there? Okay. Yeah. I'll just hey, do this. Just just Google trouble with the Jews. You'll get lots of news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's uh, move on, shall we, Fred? There's uh, more to uh, discuss, but first, let's talk about these fine folks. Uh, the retirement Sherpa. Yep. Uh, Tim Niblett is a uh, portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. The Sherps will be by on Wednesday to continue our countdown. The top 20 mistakes investors make, according to the CFA Institute. It's been fun so far. I think we're down to... We're the top 10. We're down I to think, the final yeah. five, I think. No, the top 10, I think. The top 10? We're down I, to the I think top so, yeah. 10. It's pretty exciting. Whatever, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, awaiting that on a Wednesday. Uh, the Retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. Now, I'm going to talk about Kelsey's in a second, but there's only a few people that watch us on Facebook. <laughs> but I have to explain for the podcast audience. Just a second ago, you held something up in front of your uh, screen there. What, what is that? <laughs> I didn't have any paper for my show prep, so I no. used a box of popcorn. What? A I box, can see uh, it. <laughs> can see it was it was something by the way this black jewel popcorn is excellent it's very light Here, turn it around healthy. so i can actually see it yeah there <laughs> that's what it is well you couldn't find any paper no funny because usually when i travel i put a, a pad in my little yeah. case that i carry the equipment in and i forgot this time i think it'd be funny here I'll, yeah. I'll show you i'll show the audience what my prep looked like today mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And uh, you do the same. So that's what my mm-hmm. sc- that's what my screen looks like. There you go. So people wonder, like, if if they if you if you're wondering if we actually prepare for the show, that's what it looks like. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's working. Um, let me uh, see what I was going to do here. Now we talked about our Kelsey's Christmas party or holiday party, whatever the whatever we're calling it. Another uh, Humble and Fred gift of Christmas. Um, if you can't make it, we certainly recommend you head on down to uh, Kelsey's and watch a game. Hockey fans, uh, you can have a 16-ounce uh, uh, Molson Canadian draft for only six fifty. That's not a typo. It's only six fifty. Plus, enter your chance to win original six hockey tickets. Let me get rid of the uh, Maltese music here. I just realized because we have to send this. We send these um, to uh, Kelsey's every week. And we send them to all our sponsors, and they're going to wonder, like, why are they playing? Uh, <laughs> why are you playing that? That makes no sense. Uh, let's play this. This sounds more like a cool time at Kelsey's. Here we go. Um, you can enter for your chance to win tickets. All you got to do is uh, visit the Roadhouse to watch a game, get a ticket, and enter to win. It's really simple. The contest's on for a limited time only. Game night shouldn't be a tame night. Grab your buddies. And visit Kelsey's today, the original Roadhouse. And uh, they do love celebrating. That's why we're celebrating at Kelsey's. You can host your holiday party there as well. You go to uh, kelsey's.ca and you'll save 10% per guest. How about that? So it's a, a great place to hang and it will be cost efficient. All the details at kelsey's.ca. Couple big sports stories. <laughs> Fire retarded. That was funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those shoes were not fire retarded. Um, couple big sports stories. 
you and I were, uh, and by the way, I do respect. You understand that I, 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 the whole when you're watching a sporting event, and because I don't like people. Like, and I'm watching golf sometimes, a Masters or something like that, and a bunch of my friends will start texting me during the actual thing, and it becomes annoying. So I'm, I'm usually very, you know, I shouldn't say respect. I'm very aware of that, about messaging you during a, a game I know we're both watching. And I just sent a little note before the game yesterday, the Bills, and I said, you know, are we expect something like, uh, are we expecting these guys, are they going to suck today or whatever I said? And then you sent me a couple of nice notes uh, during the game. I feel like we were connected and we got to, we were watching it together. And it was, um, at one point I sent you a note during the fourth quarter. And I said, this is excruciating because it was just looked like yeah. they were going to find another way to lose. Yes. But in the end, uh, they got to 20 points, which was enough to beat Kansas city. And, um, I'm curious what your thoughts were. And maybe the audience would like to share, uh, as well well they got it done they had to get it done and they got it done in the end i mean if not for that marginal offside penalty they could have lost you know when uh, travis kelsey that lateral pass and it went for the touchdown that would have given kc the lead yeah that would have been a if yeah so it could have been a whole different ball game if a guy doesn't have his like foot halfway over the line but in the end, the defense held and they got it done. Um, but if so you don't just, mind, just go back to comments. Do you have a comment about me texting you or us texting during when people texting you during a game? No, 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 no. I'm fine. And I think I've explained this before. I don't mind the texting thing because if in that moment I don't feel like returning it, I will. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm caught up in the game and you text me, it's like, yeah, I'll get to it. You know what I mean? As opposed to I don't feel like I got to immediately respond. So it doesn't bother me at okay, all. Okay, good. It's like I don't. I'm not in the mindset of oh, geez, I have to answer him now because I may wait till the next commercial break or something. You know, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote to Fred uh, before the game. I said, "So are the Bills going to shit the bed today?" Um. What I I thought Tony Romo. I, I enjoy him. You know, I like uh, Jim Nance as well. And then Romo really, really likes Josh Allen. In fact, he really yeah. likes the Buffalo Bills and made a couple of interesting points. I know, interesting. Um, that we had made as well. But I did you see that one stat about how many points they've outscored their opponents this year? He said, and, and we've said this on the show, that they should be like, an 11, they could easily be 11 and 2, easily a 10 and 3 team. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Jaguars. They should have beaten the Eagles. There's four right there that would make them 11, 11 and, and 2. Yeah, that's because yeah. they're 7 and 6 you know, now. Yeah. They'd be 11 and, I, and 2. And I think I'm even missing a game that they, another one. But they just those won. four. And, but the fact that the, in, in, in the entire history of the league, a team hasn't outscored their opponents like this. And never been at 500. And as Romo said at some point, I think he made the comment, it's almost hard to imagine, like statistically, hard to believe it could even happen, that you could be a 500 ball, uh, ball team, ball club or whatever, and, um, and not be 11 and 2. Yeah, it's just another one of those things, a frustrating... You know, and I've made the comparison to the Leafs. It's what Leaf fans go through. 
I mean, you look on paper, you look at this team, and then you look at the standings, or you look at the end result, and you go, it just doesn't, it just doesn't add up. And Romo likes Josh Allen because pound for pound, he 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 easily could be the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he has that problem with forcing passes that have sort of sullied his reputation. He did it again yesterday. Oh, I know. Um, but you know, as far as you know, passing and and running and he's a he's a good quarterback. His size, he's got it all. But now it comes, you know, next Sunday, they can almost a little tiny opening would allow them maybe to lose that game at home to Dallas. But if you have any, if you have any designs on winning at all, you got to beat Dallas at home next weekend, right? Well, Romo also said toward the end at some point that this team, Buffalo, could win the Super Bowl. Because remember, mm-hmm. their their record isn't, we just mentioned, they, they shouldn't be 7-6. and six. They're not a 7-6 and six team. Having said that, you know, the teams have figured out, Kansas City did it last night, and other teams, and I've, I've watched a lot of games this year, they have figured out Josh Allen, which is just pressure him. Because his offensive line can't give him the, didn't get, and to your point about him making these forcing passes, he's being forced to pass them because he's being pressured now like he wasn't or even in early in this season he wasn't getting that kind of pressure right but that's no excuse to throw those passes you know what i mean good quarterbacks know when to just eat it um he's trying to make a play that isn't there but he's done that traditionally over the past few years that's been a problem with him but yeah, and the thing is with the Bills now is that the Kansas City aren't what they used to be with uh, Joe Burrow out. Cincinnati isn't what they ex- they were expected to be. Mm-hmm. So the path to the Super Bowl is actually clearer this year than it has in other years. But the, the Bills are life and death to make the playoffs. It again, just another frustrating part of it all. Yeah, um, if they. You know, then then next week they have Dallas at home. So if they could ever win that, they're going to be in a great situation. Then they have a couple of soft games. I think New England and the Chargers or something. And then they end at home against Miami. And there's still a question whether Miami's the real deal. Miami leads that division. How many games do they have to win of the remaining, uh, what do they got, four left? Or five yeah, left? I, four left. I would say they definitely have to win three of them, but... But, winning out would be the but how many games do they have four yeah okay there's 17 in a season now okay one year you you play nine road games the next year you play nine home games that's the way the the schedule has been designed well they've certainly made it certainly made a difference to me the last couple of years but this this year in particular i've watched more nfl games than i have in a long time including when uh, buffalo had its bye week by week, last week, I watched Kansas City, who is another team I really like. I like this Patrick Mahomes kid, and I like the nonsense around Taylor Swift being at the game. I got some Taylor Swift facts, but uh, I want to keep I want to keep talking about sports with you because were you were you not at one time a sports uh, person? Yeah, you know one thing I will say. You mentioned Taylor Swift. If Kansas City, if they crap out early, that's going to be an issue, whether it deserves to be or not. Really? The, the I, 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 it's just the nature of the beast. 
you know, and the fans will have to find something, and that may be it. Too much of a circus around that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Huh. And I'm not even saying it's deserved. It's just fans do that. <laughs> and that, and I'm sure that will be talked about. They didn't show her very much last no. night in the game. I think a couple times. Um, well, since we're talking about her, I'll tell you, she just set a record. Maybe this will be a good tie-in to money. Her um, era's tour was the first tour in history between November 17th of last year and November 15th of this year. Um, her tour grossed $1 billion over 60 shows. 4.35 million tickets sold. And um, according to uh, predictions, she may even top $2 billion considering ticket sales for the following year. So... And Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Is she really? Yeah. And I heard some debate over that over the past few days. Does she deserve it? Should a person that, you know, that an entertainer such as her, she, all the criteria, she nails. So it's well-deserved. When you consider the economic impact, if her tours, if her 60 shows grossed a billion dollars for her, the economic impact, mm-hmm. none socioeconomic impact. Um, yeah, I get it. What were do? Do you don't? I'm not to put you on the spot, and I maybe didn't write this down on your popcorn box. But um, <laughs> did what were some of the criteria? Oh, um, uh, impact on the world, mm. um, influence, influencer, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Notability, uh, uh, do good, which she does. Like, yeah, it like, again, I don't have the actual list in front of me. No, I know, because you didn't have room the thing on your I popcorn was listening box. To, they went down and it was like, yeah, like, how do you argue with this? How do you argue with that? How do you argue with this? You can't. She just, she hits on it all. And I say this respectfully, because we've had this conversation before. And I, without any... Attitude. I just don't know. And it's crazy. I don't know any, like, comes to mind Taylor Swift songs. I could name five Adele, five Beyonce, you know, but I, and, and I'm just looking here to try and, to try and, I just don't know them. And uh, maybe that's because I'm a hundred years old, but... Uh, well, I said that to Darren and Rory yesterday. We were having a similar conversation with my sweet wife, Delise, Delise as well. What I'm going to do, and I keep threatening to do it, and I haven't done it yet, is one day I'm just, when I'm by myself or in the car or something, I'm just going to on Spotify, uh, Spotify put on a Taylor Swift playlist and educate myself a bit to see what it's all about. Because I'm the same way, Howard. I couldn't. One, uh, it could come on the radio and I wouldn't know it was. Yeah. Like, this is the first song on this playlist I just put up Taylor Swift. And I mean, I, I know she's, I told you, I, I watched that, um, not the latest documentary, but the one that's a couple of years old about her. And it was fascinating. And she's super talented. And I get it. And that's why I say, I say this with no like, oh, and why is she so popular? I get why she is. Um, by the way, before I get to this second sports story, why don't we bridge this with a couple more um, 
uh, of our sponsors. Obviously, Bodog would be a good, uh, you know, something to pop in here. Yeah, bonus tonight. They're on at the same time, but two Monday night games for whatever reason. The Dolphins, a 13.5 point pick over the Titans. So, yeah, pretty much put that in the win column for the Dolphins, which isn't the best news for the Bills, but uh, that's the way it is. And the Packers, six point pick over the the New York Giants. That's the other uh, Monday night game. And again, on at the same time, I, I, I really can't explain why. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an, an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. It's interesting when I'm watching... Um, interesting. interesting. <laughs> and they did this two weeks in a row where Nance on CBS, as their game is winding down, are promoting the game coming up on NBC. I, I, yeah, I, I, that's it's interesting, great. isn't it? It is. Yeah, thank you. Very interesting. Like, that deserves an interesting... And because I, I noticed it last week, watching the Kansas City game, which was on at the same time as the Bills yesterday, and it, I guess that's that's an NFL thing. I guess you know, even like sometimes you know CBS will put the remainder of the games on, and the little graphic beside will show the network it's on. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's very grown up, isn't it? It is people, very good. You're going to be yeah. watching it anyway. You know, that whole thing about don't mention the competition. Mm-hmm. People know what's out there. It's actually a convenience. Not that people don't know it's on NBC on Sunday nights, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I'd like to know how that came about where they decided let's just mention each other. And by the way, I'm not. I, I'm fascinated by it for the same reason that you are because of our history being in radio. Where you're not supposed to talk about other radio stations, which we always did. We always thought mm-hmm. that was stupid because we did. We talked about other radio stations uh, sometimes to give them shots, but we still did. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging that there were other radio stations on the dial. Yeah. And that's why when, when he mentions it, it's always a curiosity to me. It's like, oh, that's it is very grown up. He says, hey, so-and-so game coming up on uh, NBC at 822 Eastern time. And I'm like, very cool. But I think it also has to do with the NFL. It must. It can't be a... You think, yeah? Whether it's mandated or whatever it is. But I do notice it. Here's some more Taylor Swift as I tell you about what you should know and what you might notice about Boron 1. Well, first of all, do you know where Boron is? It's in everything. It is. If you look around your house, it's in all kinds of glass products... If you look around your world, it's part of pharmaceuticals, telecommunications, battery technology, and so much more. And if you're looking for an investment opportunity, because let's just tell you what it is. It is. This is what they support us. We're supporting them. Of course, we make no claims about, you know, how a stock is going to do. We're just giving you the information. Boron1.com, letting you know where this company's at. They're in a um, pretty unique um, situation for a junior mining company. And that situation is they are now on the doorstep of taking boron out of the ground. Anytime a company gets to this point, it's worth a look. 
And we recommend you have a look at what they're doing and find out more about the world of Boron One at BoronOne.com. So I'm on a uh, chat with a bunch of golf guys. I don't participate that much, but I see it. It's like a WhatsApp group. And a lot of guys are in these things, you know, and my group is primarily golf. And then in the wintertime, it switches over to Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. And um, I can always tell when there's a Leaf game on because I see all the notifications. Guys are like, go Leaf, go and let's fucking go and all these things they say. (laughs) It's true. Like there's all these little a go Leaf. It's a L left. FLFG, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But last week, I started noticing there was a bunch of buzz going on about a baseball player, I'll admit it, that I'd never heard of. And then, I, obviously, in the in last few days, I've heard of him. And the buzz around this guy possibly coming to the, Maple, to the Blue Jays was unbelievable. And now I understand why. The uh, player is Shohai Otani. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. So maybe you can give me some background, and then we can tell. Obviously, by now, most people know the story that there was some rumor that he was coming here on Friday and private plane and supposed to be at a certain hangar and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, a generational player. He pitches and hits, which is amazing. Yeah, tell me about that. Not since, well, he takes a spot in the rotation and every other day he's the designated hitter so led the major leagues last year in home runs with 44 i believe and he's a fantastic pitcher however he just had tommy john surgery and i think his first year of this new contract he will not be pitching he will only be hitting um what kind of pitching uh, stats was he is he's not a 20 fantastic. like a 20 game winner style pitcher? no there's very few of those nowadays but and i think they had to shut him down in late august or something um but no he's a great like all pitching stats he's fantastic he's a great pitcher where does he's that come hitter. from that hasn't happened in i don't no, remember in our Babe lifetime Ruth. i was gonna say since since the great bambino that's not happened in my lifetime where i mean the odd time no. a pitcher would get up and, and get a hit but mm-hmm. not lead the home runs stats yeah, it really is. It's remarkable. In fact, he's arguably, you know, people aren't afraid to say he's the greatest baseball player ever, uh, which is a tall order. But how did, how do you argue? Because he's proved that over the past six years. I mean, Anaheim, who we played for the Angels, didn't win anything. But his stats year after year after year were amazing. You know, he's last year, this year, I think, um, MVP again. So, um He's just a great, great player. And the Blue Jays, you know, threw their hat in the ring. I was sort of mixed on it because that that money is just so enormous. Plus, he's had a couple of surgeries. So you never know going forward. But then you read all the reports and what it could mean for franchises, for Rodgers, right, that are also in the television business and streaming business and, you know, all all those attachments, how that – if they had signed it for six or seven hundred million dollars, how the return on that beyond baseball is very doable. Um, well, let me throw you at, let me throw you a little at stat. The, at the same at the same time, I mean, you can get two or three other great players for that. Let me give you a little stat here: the imp- about the impact. A, a study by one Japanese economist 
estimated that Otani's broad economic impact, we're talking about the impact of Taylor Swift, that his economic impact last season alone was around $337 million. Here's how. Just on the rumor, just on a rumor that he was coming to the Blue Jays, the tickets, where is it here? Oh, yeah. The rumors at their height Friday afternoon, tickets for the home opener in the nosebleed seats were going for more than $200. After the rumor was, you know, dispelled, they dropped to $53. Yeah. No, I get it. It was, you know, we were, I know Delise was very excited about the prospect of his, him coming. I was so, so was I. But again, I was just a little tempered at those numbers based on his history and thinking, boy, what else could you get for that money? Without thinking about what you just talked about, how that, even if he was in, injured or even if he didn't just totally measure up, measure up to what they thought, it still becomes... It makes economic sense to acquire somebody like that. Here's how much the uh, Dodgers paid a 10-year deal, the largest ever in professional sports history. I, I, I have a completely true, but 10 years, $700 million. Why do I say that? Well, because the Live Golf League just signed golfer John Rom last week for $600 million, period. I don't know what mm-hmm. the length of the deal is, but they just gave him mm-hmm. uh, 450 million pounds, whatever that is in dollars. Mm-hmm. But in, in professional sports, they say this is the biggest contract ever. Now, what I wanted to ask you, years ago, there was another baseball player. I think it was Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how you're many years ago, but I do recall the time he was signed for $250 million for 10 years. And I, at the time I remember thinking that's unbelievable. $25 million a year. I think it was Alex A-Rod. Yes. And so that's where we're at for this guy who, as you say, is, you know, might go down as the, the greatest baseball player ever. Yeah, yeah, the prospects were exciting. But another thing that concerns me about that, and you just talked about it, from 250 being, oh, man, I can't get my head around that, to 700 million. You know, in Toronto, you can't take a kid to a hockey game. It costs too much. You can't really take a kid to an NBA game. It costs too much. I don't want to see that happen to baseball. You know, it's the one pro sport you can still take your kid you know, if you have a couple of kids, you can go and enjoy an afternoon. I don't want to see that happen to baseball. And if it keeps going like this, it will. Mm-hmm. And that's a sad aspect of it. But you can't. How do you stop that train? You don't. These owners just keep outbidding each other. Um, so that that would be a concern of mine. As far as those rumors, too, the jet and everything, that, you know, that was another indication of uh, Mum's basement. There's guys, like, there's a, a thing called uh, MLBFandom.com. Well, that's just some guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and just think about that. So you can sit there and you go, oh, Atani to the Blue Jays, it's about to happen, and you throw it out there and see what happens. And Darren and I were sitting around the other day, you know, and getting these reports that maybe he's going to Toronto and all that stuff. And I kept saying, you know, what's the source? Because if it's MLB.com, I'm going to believe it. 
If it's Roger Sportsnet, I'm going to believe it because they're actually bidding for the guy. But all these little blogs and websites, guy can sit there and say anything he wants and throw it out there. And all of a sudden, people are talking about it like it's happening, like the airplane thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened with Kawhi Leonard. Remember? Oh, he's flying in Toronto. It just takes a couple of guys or one guy to throw that out there. And it becomes not fact, but it becomes a talking point. And apparently Otani last week went to Florida to the Jays um, training facility to check that out. But he was nowhere near Toronto. And he he was probably really nowhere near signing with the Jays either. But on Friday, you would have thought Jays were the favorite. Yeah. Well, the the buzz back to my original, how I found out about it was my golf group of these guys. The buzz was incredible. And I I really, you know, I'm, you know, I don't follow baseball. And I'm maybe I sound stupid saying I didn't know who he was, but I know who he is now. And when I saw the buzz on the the chat going back and forth, it looked like he was coming here. Mm-hmm. The, the number that Rogers threw out, they were willing to go around five hundred million. Yeah. Yes. And and baseball contracts are different than other sports. I think. In and correct me if I'm wrong. Like the entire amount, is it guaranteed? Oh, I believe so. How can they do that? Because, again, a guy that pitches, you know, the Tommy John surgery Fred referred to as a famous surgery that pitchers get that they usually come back from, but there's no guarantee. No. So they could have been paying 70 million a year for a DH. But, again, Part of his appeal, and I, now I understand, I've done some research. Obviously, part of the appeal is the worldwide phenomenon that is this kid from Japan. Yeah, the phenomenon. And he comes to the Blue Jays, and, now, and one of the attractions would have been the Blue Jays are a national team. So the merchandising alone, oh, the yeah. Tawny shirts across the country would have just been staggering. Who knows how much that would have cost. But, you know, a pitcher you know, through Tommy John, whatever, you lose three miles per hour on your fastball, and that's huge. That's significant. And that's the type of thing that would scare me. Um, And then people say, well, it's not your money. Why do people care what they spend on players? Well, it gets back to what I said a couple of minutes ago. You know, as long as we can keep going to the games at a decent price. You know, part of this deal with the uh, Blue Jays and Rodgers, too, uh, they're renovating that stadium. They're reducing... Atten- um, um, the capacity mm-hmm. to put these nice seats in all around home plate that are all going to be pointed towards home plate. And they're really increasing the prices to go see a baseball game in those seats. Well, if you're going to sell those things, you better have a product. <laughs> yeah. So it all goes hand in hand, right? Um, which is another reason that, that they jumped into that pool with Otani. Because they they have some expensive seats to sell. Well, there you have it. That's so. Those were a couple of big stories. The John Rom thing was huge. Oh the, yeah, huge. I mean, again, most people don't understand. And most people listening, you know, PGA Tour or whatever tour. But by now, most sports fans in our audience have heard of the Live Golf League. You know, we've talked about it. Greg Norman started this thing. The Saudis are backing it. You know, the numbers that we just threw around, $700 million for a baseball player, that is nothing. The Saudis, the, this, back, this league 
is this might be the biggest, the deepest pockets in sports are these guys that are backing not just this golf league. They're buying up soccer leagues. You know, this is the, the term you've read, sports washing. They're trying to sports wash their image. But when it comes to golf, they're basically dis- they've disrupted. And this particular signing might be the it's kind of like the signal of the beginning of the end of the PGA Tour. And, and why I say that is because it's very complicated, but there's a, an agreement in place that has to be signed by the end of this month that will bring the, the fund that funds this. It's called the PIF fund. It's a, a Saudi Arabian fund that funds this league in, 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 together with the PGA Tour. So this is going to become a global league. Um, how, it, how it absorbs the, the American Tour, I don't know, but this is, they're not fooling around. They got the number three player, one of the most popular players in the sport, and they took him away from the PGA Tour. So Part of that hearing that talked about last week it was amusing because originally did he say i have no interest i'm not going yep I've, and then he, there was people criticized oh look at that he said he was a good go and then he did well what's wrong with changing your mind yeah. if somebody offers you 600 million seriously i agree if i was john rom i'd say yeah i changed my mind like the money's there like i yeah when I first saw it, my first time I took a look at it, I wasn't that interested. But, you know, a year out or two years out, whatever it is, I've changed my mind. How about that, guys? <laughs> like, who wouldn't? Well, Tiger wouldn't, but that's a different story. Well, you know, I had this discussion with uh, Tim O'Connor, my partner on Swing Thoughts, the uh, golf podcast I've done now for eight years we just recorded an episode last week episode 246 or 7 i can't remember and you know he's a guy our age and like a lot of guys our age they they you know they're not big fans of the league the format's different they don't play four rounds they play three there's no cuts there's a team event yeah a lot of guys our age think it's a bit um excuse me they think it's a bit quirky and a bit you know gimmicky and whatever but they filled it with some of the best players on planet earth guy from australia a guy from spain now um they've got uh brooks kepka a guy from america these are all some of the bryson dechambeau some of the biggest names in the sports in the sport are now playing in this little goofy league so a lot of the pushback to your point about john rom yeah, a couple of years ago, um, when it first started, he was like, "Yeah, I don't. I think I'm going to stay with the PGA Tour." And then somebody threw six hundred million at him, yeah. and uh, he was like, "No, I think I'm going to go with these guys now." Yeah. So why not? I got, yeah, you know that it's that holier than thou thing. You know what I mean? Like, put yourself in that position and see what you would say. Um, I all through also through the discussions, I, I I heard them say, and he can wear shorts. Um, on the PGA Tour, can a player wear shorts, or do they have a dress code that would include pants? The PGA Tour does not allow pants during competition. Shorts, shorts. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but they do allow the players now to wear shorts during practice rounds. But the Live Golf Tour. 
allow the you to, players you, to, to wear, to wear shorts. shorts. Yeah. during during well, competition. Yeah, I'm six hundred million, and I get to wear shorts. That's right. Like that's cool. To me personally, I'm not a big fan of the format of it. And here's what I mean. You know, mm-hmm. to, to me, it would be like we've. Ha- I think we've had this discussion, or maybe Tim and I. When the WHA came along, it was still the same game. Three periods, mm-hmm. you know, five players on each side, plus a goalie. You know, it was, it was the same format. This is not the same format of traditional tournament golf. And for me, as a guy that's been watching it for 100 years, you know, I like when players have to have a number and make the cut. It's four rounds. A golf tournament for me is four rounds with a cut, meaning that even if you're Tiger Woods or John Rom, if you don't play well Thursday or Friday, guess what? You get to go home. So there's like, I find that compelling. Mm-hmm. They, there's a, I mean, like, you know, it, I don't want to get too deep in this, but part of the reason that John Rom went beside the 600 million is because he's won a U.S. Open and he's won the Masters, which makes him exempt for all the majors that are going to be played for the next five years at least. The other way people get to go into those big tournaments is by official world ranking points. Which, unfortunately, if you play in the Live Golf League, they don't recognize three-round no-cut tournaments. So my point is, basically, it's not apples to apples. I'd be more inclined to watch it if it was the same format. Because it does now include some of my favorite players, including John Rahm. And it will be a drag not seeing him play in some of the PGA Tour tournaments. Because I'll be honest with you, Freddie, I haven't watched more than 10 minutes of live golf since it started. It's been interesting. What about the um, getting together, the amalgamation of it? That talk's sort of gone away, hasn't it? No, no. As I mentioned, they, they have an agreement that has to be ratified by the end of this month. That's between oh. the PGA Tour and this fund. And that's another reason John Rom left now is because it looks like the restrictions on live players not being able to play on the European Tour and the American Tour are going to be eased somewhat. So why not go now? He's just, he just made himself $600 million and he probably will yep. still be able to play in some of those tournaments. And as you say, the Saudis don't care. It's not like they're going, oh, let's wait until, uh, you know, we join forces and then maybe we don't have to pay him that money. No, they just do it now. Although I'm I'm sorry about that because I thought I had heard over the weekend that um, those talks had broken down or something. But obviously not. Um, You know, and you mentioned the PGA. That's what I love about the PGA, too. What you mentioned, you know, if you don't make the cut, you go home, no matter who you are. I mean, that's what's so intriguing about English soccer, right? The whole relegation system. And that's generally what golf has, right? Because if you don't do well, you can, you know, your ranking drops. and It's uh, the merit. Golf, to me, has always been the ultimate sport meritocracy. And and that means like I know people realize just because you're on the PGA Tour, nothing says you get to stay on the PGA Tour. Every year, if you don't win a certain amount of money or get enough points, you are relegated off the tour. Now, obviously, right. the top superstar players um, have 
other because there's a there's a bunch of ways to continue to get your keep your card if you win you get a two-year exemption there's a whole bunch of things but basically it's all based on how you played this year unlike any other sport because we're talking about this kid who just got signed he could have a bad season and not be worth the 70 million dollars theoretically i know we talked about the other economic stuff but But that's what I love about golf is that if Tiger Woods has a shitty Thursday and Friday in his heyday, he doesn't get to play Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. One of the um, mind numbing statistics about Tiger Woods is how many years in a row he went without missing a cut on the PGA Tour. It it was there's it's ridiculous. Um, But that's what I like about it. So when I watch the odd moment or two of live golf, it's like. Nah, it's a little bit quirky and weird for me, but... No, I get it. I get it. Speaking of quirky and weird, look, here's our friend Dan Duran. Hey. Hey. Mm-hmm. What? Well, just, I'm just <laughs> trying just to decide... Uh, Hello, Dan. See what you're up <laughs> Hello. to. Hello. I'm back. Uh, thought there was more. Well, well, let, you know, uh, pardon me? No, go ahead. No, I was going to say this might be a good time for me to talk about the Chambers plan, actually. I think it will be a very good time. Yes, uh, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Go to chamberplan.ca today. And, uh, yeah, you can uh, find out exactly how much it would cost your small business to become part of the Chamber plan. Uh, wall-to-wall coverage, different levels you can buy in at. I mean, right now, as I sit here in Vero Beach, Florida, I am under the protection of the Chamber Plan Travel Plan, which, as Howard has uh, displayed over the past couple of years, <laughs> very, very secure mm-hmm. and uh, very solid. Uh, and prescriptions and dental and, uh, you know, an HR department and all sorts of therapies, a mental health component. It's all there. It's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca. Uh, one of the things that uh, our producer, Toronto Mike, had put on the schedule, obviously, was the uh, Shohai Otani rumor. Dan, I know you're, you don't follow sports at all. Did, no, I don't. In your universe, in the Dan Duran sphere that includes so many different things, did you have any inkling or hear anything about this phenomenal baseball player that was rumored to come to Toronto? No. Okay. I would think CBC would be all over that saying. (laughs) Oh, no. The CBC would be all over that saying, you know, talking about, you know, the free market system and how unfair it is and why should one baseball player Mm -hmm. make all that money when there's people living on the streets. That's right. I was was listening in the background, and I I don't even know the guy's name. Who is it that we're talking about? Shohai Otani. Yeah, I don't know. No clue. Don't care. Show good, high. Good for him. Show high. That's what they're saying? Show high? So, okay, That's what they're saying. That's what the Japanese are calling him, Dan, you racist. <laughs> okay, now I'm a racist <laughs> because I don't care about the... Uh... You know, if you cared about the human beings on this planet, you'd know who the Japanese phenomenal baseball player Shohai Otani was. Mm. Yeah, okay. Now, I was, the reason I paused when you came on, I was... I wasn't sure what your news was going to be, and I had a, a bit of news here, but I was trying to think if I want to do it today or not. Well, by, by the way, Dan, the Shohai Otani, that supersedes sports. It really does, a, a story like that. 
um, for so many reasons. But, you know, if you choose to, you know, live in this world outside of reality, then so be it. I did, I did hear you live that, in the Dan Duran bubble. Yeah, yeah. I heard about the, the live golf thing. Didn't know who the golfer was. John Rome. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, though. Um, that, well, not interesting. Hang on. That you would have heard of that. That would have permeated the very... Well, I paid attention because I know your interest in golf. Yes. And uh, yes. the whole live thing is a controversy as opposed to a, you know, like, a, you know, what's happening in the world of golf. Like, you know, it's somebody huge. Somebody won something or whatever. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting because of the controversy and also Saudi Arabia and all that. So, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know who the, the golfer was. Never heard. Of well, him. that's another whole aspect of that dirty money, too. Right. That's right. That's the why they call Saudi it sports washing. Yeah. 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 There's some people in the actual mainstream. I'd say the golf channel world of golf, the the the, the mainstream broadcasters are really against it and there's a guy that i'd love to get on the show uh, he's he works for the golf channel he's a former tour player named brandel Chambly. but he might be might be one of the smartest guys in any sport forget golf he's just a very articulate smart man and he hates his whole thing is that live golf is just dirty money from the saudis and he always he's very very vocal about commenting on the fact that these are the people that supported the you know the mm-hmm. death of Kashil uh, whatever his name is um, Shogi yeah yeah you heard about him Dan yeah okay of course <laughs> he, was, he was chopped he was, up but, chopped and, up in, and offered five hundred million dollars by the Blue Jays before he was killed. <laughs> CBC but, said he deserved it. But uh, anyway, Brandel Chamblee is very vocal about about the the dirtiness of this money and and yeah. working for the Saudis. I um I love that name. Something to drink, sir? Yes, I'll have the Brandel Chamblee. Thank you. That's all right. Yeah. Very good. And then and then the waiters are like, um, two Brandel Chamblees for those gentlemen. Which one? The one in the plastic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, did that gentleman? Oh, so confused. <laughs> sir, sir, you're a not worthy. <laughs> yeah, there'll be one Brandel Chambly, and then the other fellow. He can't handle a Chambly. Which one? The one in the plastic shoes. You idiot! Are they fire retarded? <laughs> mm. Those uh, those oh. plastic shoes are definitely not fire retarded. Mm-hmm. By the way, back to the, the golf golf thing there. Is, yes. Is live and PGA, is that still a thing? Yeah, well, they're trying thinking? to come to an agreement, and they have a deadline to the end of this month. to um, The fund that the uh, Saudis use to fund their sports washing is called the PIF fund, and it's worth – it's got tons of billions of dollars, um, and they're trying to come to an agreement with the PGA Tour somehow. And if they and if they do, do you think that uh, all the sports commentators that are against this going to get chopped up and yes, uh, they'll be, be all chopped up, taken out in pieces? That's right, and turned Wouldn't into. You, uh, but you're sitting with your agent and your and your financial advisors, you know, in your head, you know, your eyes are like rolling around in your 
head when somebody says 500 million, then it gets to 600 million, then it gets to 700 million. What are the discussions between six and 700 million? Well, if we hold out for that extra 100 million, like. But no, it wasn't. It was 600 million, not 700. No, no, oh, I, no I'm you talking about Otani. Like oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, or it's just how those conversations go because now, soon, when you were at 500, it's more money than you could ever spend in a lifetime. And then it becomes generational. How, you know, the legacy I can leave my family, generation, generation, generation. It's at what point is it this is where I want to play as opposed to how much money? It's, I would love to be a fly on the wall with those. With those, uh, from what I read, with Rom, right? Like 600 million. He wasn't interested two years ago at whatever money they may have offered him. Now at 600 million, it's. Well, let me talk about the baseball first. So hard to relate to. Because what I read about Otani was Mm -hmm. he liked living in Los Angeles. That's really the bottom line. He was, I think he was always, from what it sounded like to me, he was always probably going to stay there. As far as Rom goes, you know, he, here's what he said. Interesting, interesting, interesting mm-hmm. that you brought up the agents, because what he said to his agents a couple years ago was don't bring this to me until it becomes like he said, I don't want to hear about this. And he said, when you bring it to me, um, it better it better be worth something like I don't want right. to be I don't want to be going back and forth with anybody. And I think the thing that I'm, I'm not I didn't do that right. But mm-hmm. you get my point. But I think no, the, I, the, I know what you're saying. Yep. The thing that tipped the scales was the fact that the negotiations have been going on now since June. They announced in June that the PGA Tour and this fund were going to get together in some kind of agreement. Mm-hmm. It was had to go to Congress. It was all. It's a very complicated issue. So Rom and a few other tour players, because a few other guys are about to be announced this week that are also probably going to go. But with Rom, he said to his agents, "When it gets, you know, serious, then bring it to me." And I guess mm-hmm. when it got to six hundred million, they said, "John, now that some of the the restrictions are going to be eased about playing inter tour golf." What would you say to six hundred million? Mm-hmm. And in his press conference, you know, when he talked about growing the game and all this other bullshit, he did at least say, "And I'll be honest with you guys, it's a lot of money." Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, Dan, if if Dean Blundell offered you some really serious money, you'd probably go over. <laughs> you'd go. <laughs> you'd go to his show in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I would. Give it a shot. Money you have to, you right. have to also think about, you know, the futures because sometimes money up front, you know, that sounds like great, but you know how how can how can they get out of it? You know, in the long term, I guess you have to be solid about that whenever you're thinking about moving somewhere. For yeah, but in money. this case with the Saudis, it's like nothing. It's like a little speck in a bucket that they just probably yeah. plow right into your bank account on day two. You know, it's it's something. Uh, the Otani thing, too, what I heard, number one, were the Jays just used as leverage. You can't help but think that. But also, and Howard, you said he wanted to stay in L.A. Um, for his family, too, the flight from Tokyo to L.A. is a lot more convenient than mid-country, apparently, and all that. So there's all sorts of things that are considered. Toronto Mike, uh, with this uh, noticia, says John Morrissey said Otani was on his way to Toronto. Morrissey was also 
uh, retweeted by MLB's account. And he, John Morrissey, also appears on the fan as an insider. So it's not just guys in their basement. According to Toronto Mike, we all bought in when Morrissey sent that tweet. I can tell, I'll say this uh, to concur with what Mike's saying. All these guys on my golf chat were going bananas for the entire day on whoever account it was. Caused quite the buzz, Dan. Mm -hmm. Oh, the buzz. Oh, the buzz. That's a big buzz. Very, very much wrong. I would say. Mm Mm-hmm. So again, I, listen, it's a it's a battle out there to have the scoop. But I took the position if I saw, you know, if Rogers, because I kept going to Rogers Sportsnet because I'm thinking if anybody's going to have it first, they are. And Rogers was mm, never, you know, they were always from 38,000 feet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. With it. That's sort of the way I was sitting there going, I don't know about this. Um, Dan, do you think we should have a DJ at our double wedding, or do you think um, <laughs> do you think we should uh, go the extra mile and hire a mariachi band? I think hiring the mariachi band. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. If if we could, I don't know if they would. I know they they deliver around the GTA, but man, I think it would be worth it if we could. Our carry on included some beautiful catering from Palma Pasta. 38 years of delivering quality Italian food from fresh pasta to sauces and prepared take-home entrees. Four locations, one in Oakville, three in Mississauga, as you know. And they do uh, cater for your home or corporate event. Um, and if for our double wedding in the spring on the beach there in Mexico, maybe we, we just pack up some lasagnas and take them with us. In a freezer pack, yeah. In a nice freezer pack. Yeah. Yeah. Palma pasta, Italian tradition, simply delicious. Dan, do you have uh, time for the news or are you... Uh... Uh, yeah, let's do the news, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a couple things here. All right. Yeah. Well, I've got some news for you for tomorrow. I'll save. Okay. Thank you. It's getting late now. And, uh... What kind of news? Okay. Oh, no, just like news about you or no, like something no. in the news. Just some cool shit in the news that I was going to do. I've given how much more news do you need than Dan and I are going to be putting a double wedding together? <laughs> no, I know. On the dong. beaches. <laughs> double dong. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Do we have fireworks, too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, we get one of those. Yeah, have you seen those those drone uh, things where they, you know, they take like 300 drones with lights on them and then do things in the sky that is sort of like fireworks? But, you know, have you ever seen those? I have not, no. but that sounds no. amazing. Although, the, the, there's a like thousands a version of it. You can see it on YouTube where they basically they have all these drones with lights on them and they're computer controlled. And so they launch all these from some sort of station, like a fireworks station, mm-hmm. and they all go up in the sky and they make all these designs in the sky. You've never even seen it. You've never heard of that. Very interesting. No, Dan, I was too busy oh. paying attention to uh, Otani, the huge trade that was coming to the Blue Jays. Right. <clears throat> well, I will say this. It sounds amazing, but it does not sound like the kind of thing that the Mexicans can have figured out. I don't think. Not only I that, don't think they just, figured that out yet. <laughs> in fact, I find it aggravating thinking of great super. What's Diwali going to be like next year in Brampton? Jesus. Hmm. Well, mm. it may be the way to go because it's less. Uh, there's less. Uh, less you know, noise. Well, and also smoke. Ah, uh, noise and smoke. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, you know. Okay. 
that's an improvement. All right. Uh, okay. Is there anyone else we need to uh, offend? We have done the Mexicans. We've done the Indians. Uh, but let's do let's do Dan Duran. No. Here's right. to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchorman, comes as for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. Uh, next week at our uh, Kelsey's Gift of Christmas thing, um, you're going to hear that song done live. How crazy is that going to be? And now live from the matrimonial home where they'll be busy planning our double wedding. Double dong. Double dong wedding. Here is TV and movie anchorman Dan Duran. Well, it's December and all the top of the year lists are uh, listing, including a list I hate the most. That's the 12 Days of Christmas. Can't stand that song. Anyway, so Google released their top searches the top searches for, of 2023. Mm. And uh, mm. there's uh, various versions of the list, but the basic here is the trending topics list, uh, which is kind of, you look back and uh, it always, when you get into these trends, it's interesting how sports, did it interesting, uh, sports gets into the list of things I just don't know anything about. But yeah. no, at number six on this uh, list was Titan Submersible. Remember when the Titan yes. collapsed? Yeah, there's that yes. one. Uh, Inter Miami. Don't even know what that is. Is that like a soccer team or something? A Messi signed with them. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I'm, I haven't okay. seen Messi yet. Like if, if Otani is now the... Uh, wasn't it Messi like 300 million or something like that? Something. Okay. Yeah. He's right at the end of his career. Right. And think about it. Like he got 300 million. Rom got 600 mm-hmm. and whatever million. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, there's a baseball player like, ah, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't do that. There, Otani looks at Messi and is like, are you kidding? 300 million? <laughs> what out of your mind? Dan, please continue. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so at number four was Jeremy Renner. Many, you know, the, right. the actor. Yeah, he got hurt over. in that uh, tractor or something accident. Yeah, it was an ATV that rolled right. up on top of him. He's trying to help somebody and then he just sort of, something happened. He, he got really was, hurt. Whole yeah. bunch of people cared yeah. about that. Wow. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing: like for this is trends. How much now, was he signed it, for? That's all I. Care. <laughs> That's all I care about. I don't know how much you made out of the last Marvel movie. Uh, by the way, so the 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 top two things are sports related. But wait a second, that was and number four. What are the top th- three? There's three four, left. Three is the war in Israel and Gaza. That's mm-hmm. number three. That's number three on the trends. Now that it shows up on on different uh, different lists differently. But okay. At right. number two, which I didn't even know this existed, the ICC Cricket World Cup. I see. I can that. see that world yeah. world sport. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Canadian mm-hmm. list, by the way. It's not the the world list for Google. And whoa, 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 number- whoa, 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 whoa. and the cricket thing was number two, and it's a Canadian list. Yes. Wow. Top- Topics Canadians searched in 2019. Now, now I'm no. surprised. Well, okay. you, well that, that noise you made sounded like you were surprised. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> Which well, one? aren't you? I thought this was a world list. No, okay. Wow. I, I'm surprised, but I didn't want to do one of the three stooges there. And number one was Women's World Cup. What? You wouldn't think these. Uh, you what? wouldn't think it. What? But Where did you I get this list? Is this one of your hippie lists? 
No, this is one of your exactly what Lou, yeah. uh, the the, the Googles know. the Googles came out with the yeah. Oracle. I don't know. I think it's hey, but now when you move when you move to different lists like the yeah. top why questions searched by Canadians. It, it changes up a little bit. And, and, you know, some of the weird questions on this list at number five, why do moose shed their antlers? Mm-hmm. And then at number three, why were teddy bears invented? Uh-huh. Why was number two? Why is Kleenex leaving Canada? No. And number one, why was the uh, Israel Hamas at war? OK, so there you go. And well, Dan, that's great reporting. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. That's very good reporting. Like, that just it. blows me a, a, a away. Clearly. You know, it was a, a huge year in sports. And Women's World Cup, I sort of got my head around, but the the cricket one, wow. All I can say is, wow. Well, yeah, you said, woo, 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 woo. Because <laughs> I know in Brampton, they've just, I, you know, they just announced they're building some huge cricket facility. So, obviously, is the... Population becomes more diverse. That uh, sport, it's it's a humdinger. I don't understand. You talk about not understanding no, I stuff. I've tried to watch it on TV sometimes. I have no idea what's going on. I, I think it wasn't it. Or maybe that was rugby. Because there was another big rugby world. Yes. And it was, wasn't it? Fuck, somebody told me. Mm-hmm. I want to say South Africa, but I don't know. I think it was, it was New Zealand or something against. Okay. I don't fucking know. Could have been. Could have been. But to your whoa, 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 whoa thing, whoa, whoa, it could whoa, be whoa. that uh, people are searching for stuff, yes. not for stuff that they already know. So it's the interest is is in, okay, there's something out there. So it may not be representative of what people are actually thinking. It's the top things on their minds. It's just what, okay, I don't know something about this, so I want to yeah. search up about it, right? So I'm a cricketer, and I'm just thinking, oh, okay. I want to know something about this. All right. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're coming full circle about, you know, one day wanting to maybe travel to Australia. I really want to sit down one day because I think of myself as a person that enjoys sports on a general basis, some more than others, but I have a fairly decent Mm -hmm. working knowledge of them. I, I don't think under threat of death, I could tell you. I could name a couple things in cricket, bats, and wickets and balls. I don't know anything else about it. It would be interesting, okay, if somebody could do it in, like, is it the kind of thing that could be explained easily? I don't know. But somebody, I'd like to... And don't they play, like, one game over a couple couple of days days and stuff? I know. Yeah. Like, that's like, wow. But, I mean... mean, Imagine sleeping in your seat all night. Oh, God. So terrible. Imagine what they would dis- and how much those drinks are. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I sort of have an understanding of even what they're doing in rugby or football or, you know, you sort of know you have a sort of a global feel for it. But I, I, I just have no I've never watched a cricket game, although you I'm not surprised, as you said, Freddie, it's got huge appeal around the planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sounds like a pretty slow game. Uh, is there a lot of activity while they're well, not there's, scoring? There's, it's like baseball, Dan. There's pitching and there's hitting and yeah. some other shit it's goes crazy. on. The way the players are positioned is all yeah. bizarre. And uh, speak, uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, speaking of stats, uh, twelve, pretty much 12 days in Florida. I'm like, happy to like report. Like Christmas? 
happy to report I only saw one hat one hat that said Trump on it and it wasn't until last night or yesterday in a bar watching the uh, the foot the Bills game and having a snack uh, that I saw a make America great again hat mm. this young guy had it on backwards that was it the whole 12 days that's all I saw that's awesome and uh, there was one other guy that was walking on the beach here, an older guy that would wore a, an American flag speedo. He, you could tell he wasn't right. <laughs> um, no, yeah. really. Yeah, he, I can see that. Darren and I were walking back from the beach one day, and he was screaming at somebody about the election being stolen and hating right. Obama or something. But that was that was that, that was, was Trump. All. That was actually Trump. You saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy was way too thin, actually in shape to be Trump. That's funny. So that's all, no, really ignorant, that's all I saw. No ignorant comments or overheard conversations or. Uh, no, there was a couple here from Michigan, a very nice couple. And, you know, you, 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 you know, the profile of the people like the guy with the Trump hat. It was a usual of the big beard, the big gut and all that shit. Sure. But. These people from Michigan, uh, Lori was talking to them uh, for quite a while and embarrassed by Trump, embarrassed by the country right now, hoping things go well next November. And you could just tell they were the type of people that were normal, rational thinking people that would have a problem with it. Yeah, but, I, uh, yeah I, that's it. I hung with, uh, I've been hanging around mostly Canadians where I am, but a few Americans on the golf course. And I'm also happy to report I have not run into any, you know, MAGA people. I did run into some gun people a couple days mm-hmm. ago, but in a very different way. These were a young couple from Nebraska on their honeymoon, got mm-hmm. hooked up with them playing golf. Really, really nice, sweet kids, 28, 26. And they met in a pheasant conservation club at university years ago. They're both avid hunters, and they laughed when I pointed out. I said, wait a second, you guys are in pheasant conversation, so you're all about preserving pheasants unless you shoot them. (laughs) But And then I found out that they both hunt, um, they, they, they hunt ducks, they hunt deer, but they only hunt what they will take and eat. They're they're not and and strangely enough, they're not into guns in any other part of their society, which I thought was very different, but very sweet. Yeah, Darren and I played golf one. uh, A guy, there are a couple of buddies. One was from Ohio, Youngstown, Ohio, and the other guy was from somewhere in Connecticut, I believe. Eighteen holes and. None, none of that came up. And yeah. then at the end of the round, we thought, you know, again, just the feel we got for these guys that they, I don't think, just talking to them that they would in, be into the whole uh, imbecile movement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. Well, there's our show. Tomorrow, uh, the next couple of days are going to be great. We've got uh, Bill Brio making his, uh, you know, monthly appearance. That's Tuesday. And then our good friend Jeff Merrick will be back Wednesday. We can uh, catch up with him on all kinds of things, not just hockey, although I am interested in finding out what he thinks about the current state of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Where are we? Where will they be come the spring? And then, of course, our deadline for the uh, Kelsey's Christmas party list is Wednesday. If And as you said earlier, if we haven't contacted you, it's just you're in your, your name's going to be on a list yes but if you don't hear this we you know we'll talk about this after the show mm-hmm. we're just going right. to I'll just send out an email mm-hmm. and just say you're in your name's on a list see you next Wednesday 
What about the people who go, uh, my name's on the list, and it's not on the list? I'm sorry? Well, if you come to the, come to the door... Your name's got to oh, be on a list. list. What? Well, we'll have, won't we, we'll have a list there, won't we? Yeah, but if uh, but uh, I emailed you, and I could lie about it and say that... No, you know, but your list. email... I, I don't know, Dan. Okay, Dan, I know what you're saying, Dan. <laughs> um, on your way to a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if that happened... The incidents would be so small. Do you think we're going to say, nope, get out of here. Your name's not on the list. No, I'll tell you what. No, what we'll do is we'll we'll kick him in the nuts, Dan. That's what we'll do. All the people, anybody. With with Mysperies. (laughs) We're going to get, we're all going to have our fucking plastic shoes on. And if your name's on the list, you try and get in. Without being on the list, you get a nut kick. You happy now? And what if you don't have nuts? Too bad. Get some. Yes, what if you don't have nuts? Well, then you get a snatch kick. Okay, you happy now? Dan, uh, I yes. know you're all okay. about the rules. That's why we've uh, volunteered you to stand at the door. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I can be the and doorman. And to check the list. Check the list. Yeah. I um, used to be a doorman. I know how to do that. Oh, I know. And used to be used to work in the theater as an usher. Yeah, as a, an usher. And then I was uh, promoted to doorman. <laughs> they, they, they didn't they didn't want you interacting directly with the paying public no no i had <laughs> to tell people to line up like line against oh the I, yeah you were yeah very you know when the big disney show showed up the people would line up to buy the tickets you know mm-hmm. you buy them online back in the day <clears throat> show up at the theater all right well listen okay. that's that's enough show for today okay that's that's good dan great job thank you and uh, Fred Safe Travels back. Ah, uh, yes, I'll be talking from the uh, Brampton studio tomorrow, yes. That's right, we'll be doing a show for the first time since uh, October, all in the same general vicinity. And uh, we look forward to uh, gathering with all of you again. Uh, come tomorrow. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, Bodog, and Kelsey's. For contests and comments, we read all of our emails, so send them to us at humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Tell us what you think. Tell your friends. Maybe share an episode of this. Uh, it all helps us out, and we would really appreciate that. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know who the top golfers or baseball players are, or if you wear plastic shoes, live your life as you like it. It's okay. And enjoy every goddamn day. Tables and a microphone, bottles and cans, just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?